And we are back. Welcome back to Cinema Opinion. I almost called it Cinemania. It's our own podcast, and I don't even know the name of our own podcast. It's Cinema Opinion DSD, and this is episode four, the final episode of our tribute to the 25th anniversary of Robert Zemeckis's. I just love saying that. Robert Zemeckis's Back Zemeckis. to the Future, 1985's Back to the Future. Where we last left off, uh, Marty was in the DeLorean, and... Uh, the clock tower was struck by lightning, and it worked. Marty hit the wire at the exact moment, sending the 1.21 gigawatts into the flux capacitor, and he was shot back into the future. I would like to point out, though, that there is a, there's a lot of just driving the DeLorean at buildings in these movies. Yeah, he's headed straight he's for the theater. He's headed straight for the theater, and, and, and Doc expects him... To go from 88 miles an hour down to zero in like 20 feet. Yeah. What kind of brakes are on the DeLorean? I want to know. Carbon fiber. So now we're back to 1985. The only reason we know is the helicopter flies over. That gives us the indication that uh, that we're on. Um, coming up is going to be a little a little, a little, little scene that caused a little bit of controversy. Back to future right here. California Raisins actually they paid to be a sponsor, but Red the Bum... Covered up it, it, the sign. Yeah. You never actually saw the full California Raisins, and they were very upset when the movie came out. And, of course, as I predicted, Marty Go drove certificate. assembly. Uh, he rode straight into the Assembly of Christ. Drunk <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is kind of a mark that your town has, uh, has diminished when a lot of uh, churches will pop up in storefronts. Because the business, the business <laughs> yeah, that's is true, closed. That's true. The Essex Theater, theater which is which is now with, with X Sex Theater. Well, I like how Red the Bump in the second one. He's not really affected. He's still the bump. He's still the bump. Yeah, the, the no. nothing Marty does is gonna affect no, Red again. Red the Bump. Red has made choices years ago that are not gonna be affected. Yeah, by 1955. And there go the Libyans in the VW bus. Again, I've always had a problem with the VW <laughs> bus. That's, I just wouldn't think that that would be the vehicle of choice. Libyans. For, <laughs> for the Libyans. Well, they can't pull up in like a Corvette. <laughs> no, but you would think a truck, uh, you know, something with a little more... They want them to pop out. I guess so. Wasn't a lot of options. And, of course, now we're back at the Lone Pine Mall. Marty left from the Twin Pines Mall, arriving back at the Lone Pine Mall after he killed the after guy. he killed Old Man Peabody's pine tree. Now Marty's watching himself. First Marty is watching second Marty being fired upon by the Libyans. He's going to watch second Marty jump into the DeLorean. But here's a question I've always had: Marty in Marty's universe. Dad's in a no-end, a, a, a dead-end job. Mom's a raging alcoholic. Sis doesn't have a boyfriend. Older brother works at the Burger King. But for Marty, too, oh, that's dad's strange. a success. Yep. Dad's a writer. Mom's, uh, you know, a Mighty. health nut. The, the, the brother is an executive. So for Marty, too, you know, he's going on the same adventure. But what does Marty, too, come back to? So Marty, too, is going to get... George to punch Biff. But what is he? What, well, what he's, changes he's for Marty 2? Or does Marty 2 just come back to the same world? Is is his adventure just to maintain? Whereas the first Marty, 
his adventures actually elevated his yeah. existence. Unless he, he comes up with a, a zanier stunt for George to pull. George, this is where you sodomize Biff. <laughs> and now we know that Doc did read the letter. He's wearing a bulletproof vest, which we assume he wasn't in the yeah, first go-round. Yeah. We don't really know. He could. We didn't see any blood. It's PG-13. Now, here's my question. Because we didn't see any blood, maybe, maybe this had happened before. Maybe this is not the first time this cycle is this this circle has happened maybe marty maybe we this marty maybe this was the third time because we don't know that doc wasn't wearing a bulletproof vest time continuum uh, that well, that could be the truth what the hell? but boy if his life keeps getting better each time it goes through the cycle boy <laughs> what a previous marty's must have really been bad off yeah. dad beat him <laughs> mom was a About meth addict it's a nice round number Look me up when you get there, all right? This will be about 47. I will. He looks horrible for 47, brother. You too. Oh, yeah. In the second oh, movie? Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, he, and watch boy, that something. re-entry. It's a little He bumpy. really had a bad diet for those 30 years yeah. or something. Which is funny because the brother no longer worked at uh, Burger King, so you know he wasn't getting free Burger King. Or maybe he was the CEO of Burger King. That's true. <laughs> they might have had stock in Burger King. Now and this was 1985, and he went to 2000 and what year? 2015 to 2015. Yes. So, so we have so five years till they lie to us. Well, well, three and a half before we have hoverboards and and uh, well, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Self self drying clothing. Marty again asleep as if he's about to be arrested by cops. Well, his suspenders sort of do make it look like he's tied up. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's this, I'm telling you, this movie has rape scenes, has keeping uh, <laughs> yeah, has alcoholism, has bondage. It's got a lot of weird undertones in this movie. Now that you see it so many years later. Yeah. Just Marty gets up. He walks in the head for the kitchen. Pops back. Can't believe his eyes. The living room is beautiful. This is not the Paul same crappy house that he left. Tonight. Linda, first of all, I'm not your answering service. Second of all, somebody named Greg or His Craig brother and sister sitting at the breakfast table. Which one was it, Greg or Craig? Which, here's my know. question. His brother Dave, who hey. lived there because he worked at Burger King, obviously you're going to live at home and you're working at Burger King, you're not going to afford to your place. Now he's a CEO, looks like he's an executive of a company, still living at home. Yeah. yeah. I, Rent's cheaper. Yeah, I guess so. He's one of the, I guess he's that, he's that yuppie that returned home and after he lost money with his... Internet IPOs. I don't even know what that is. There's the good-looking mom, and mom and dad, the successful. Dad. Now again, this is the family that Marty, the second Marty we saw, yeah, left. grew up with them. So again, I'm wondering what what, what changes happened for that Marty. Jennifer Parker called. Oh, I sure like her, Marty. She is such a sweet girl. Isn't tonight the night of the big date? What? Wema? 
Well, aren't you going up to the lake tonight? You've been planning it for two weeks. Well, Mom, we talked about this, but how can I go to the lake? The car's wrecked. Wrecked? Wrecked? When the when hell, hell did this happen? This happen? Nobody oh, tells me. Nobody tells me. All right, settle down, Dave. It's not about you. Biff out there waxing right now. Uh, now, Biff, I want to make sure that we get two coats of wax this time, not just one. Just finishing up the second coat now. I love now, how Biff, forgiving Lorraine and George are. Yeah, he tried yeah, to rape this Lorraine. Is, yeah, hey, this he, hey, remember 30 years ago you tried to rape, rape my wife? Yeah, well, what? Coat. I'm going to toss you some business. Yeah. yeah Biff, what a character. Always try to get away with something. Always try to get away with something. <laughs> Raping my wife. Oh, if it wasn't for him. <laughs> Murder. What a scamp. Mr. McFly! Mr. McFly, this just arrived. Oh, hi, Marty. I think it's your new book. And and, and George doesn't gr- uh, uh, harbor grudges either. Just You beat me up and ruined my life. But, ah, I'm your biggest fan. I've told you, you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Oh, Marty, How many pages was Marty, George's first novel? That's like a 600-page novel. Yeah, well, like, I'm very, because, well, I'm thinking, two editions. It's two 300-page books. Yeah. How about that? I love how the truck is parked kind of yeah, cockeyed side, in yeah. the garage. So it looks like the Batmobile or something. It's this is not my truck. How about a ride, mister? Jennifer. Oh, you and Jennifer so using sore. kind of a phraseology like a prostitute. I'm telling you, there's weird <laughs> underpinnings to this. Like how about a ride, mister? Sure. You, you take me downtown. You okay? Can we go to my grandmother's tonight? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a code. I'm telling you, that's code for something. Everything is great. Okay, so I have a question here. Why does Doc Brown choose to go back to now instead of when he left? Yeah, he could have showed up. He could have left and instantly returned. Yeah. Marty! You've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the future! Here's one of the greatest inventions hey, in cinema doing, ever. But Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion, which I heard an interview with Bob Gale, the with the other writer for Back to the, the Future, and someone he said somebody had made one into a lamp, and he yeah, had a Mr. Fusion lamp. It looks awesome. How cool would that be? Plus, you got you got to admit that was a very cla- it looks like a device that you would see in stores today, like you know, and Mr. Fusion, Mr. Coffee, and it's got that look like. Like it's a hand mixer or something. I always thought that part was very well done. I wonder if today's generation would get the joke. I doubt it. Today's generation is stupid. It would need to be Mr. Fusion by Starbucks. Right. Rose. There's another Volkswagen van. (laughs) Probably this next door. They were very popular in Hill Valley. Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, featuring Claudia Wells, Mark McClure, Wendy Joe Sperber, James Tolkien. Tolkien. Not related. Billy Zane. Zane. Billy Zane. See, there you go. Lisa uh, Freeman. Lisa Freeman. Let's see anybody else like. Oh, Elsa Ray Raven. She's good. Or 1999. Which. Oh, I didn't know the. Effects were done by Industrial Light and Magic. Uh, Donovan, all effects are done by Industrial <laughs> Light and Magic. Pretty much true. George Lucas has his hand in everything. The assistant property uh, of matters was Dangerous Bob 
something. Camera operators. Boom. You know what a boom operator is? Yeah. Like a big stick with a microphone hanging on it. I always wonder what what key grip and the best voice. Best voice, one of the most. Best boy grip. Again, do. weird sexual undertones <laughs> in this movie. The best yes. boy grip. Hollywood is just filled with them. Look, I love the DeLorean time travel consultant. Like, <laughs> with the DeLorean Corporation, they were prepared for anything. <laughs> Foley, you know what a Foley, you know what Foley is? Foley, Foley artist is John Roche. Foley artists are like, because uh, they don't, like when you hear footsteps, yep. they never pick those up when they're filming. No, they, no. And other people that wear, uh, you know, different shoes and they Dude, walk them on their surfaces. Yeah. Kind of a uh, interesting it's the old-timey radio type thing. Yeah, still being used today. Well, I'm assuming they probably all have it on digital. It's probably digital catalog. Yeah. Pull up iTunes and download Footsteps. Assistant to Mr. Gate. Color timer. Title design. That's the, the t- Nina Saxon was the one that she also, like I said, painted the 18 van. Cast. Claudia Wells with Jennifer Parker and then never to be seen again. Casey, Casey Zamasco. That's, uh, that was the guy in the Rock glasses. Paw Peabody. Paw Peabody. I was actually to watch these credits because sometimes you see names of people you're like, hey! I, I watch them to see what weird things they've been credited as. Right, like it'll, it'll, like it'll say stuff like Starliner. Like, like Startled Boy. <laughs> yeah. Power of Love, performed by Huey Lewis in the news. Written by Huey Lewis. Gotta love Huey Lewis. Draw us back in time. Heaven is One Step Away by Eric Clapton. I don't know if you Time Bomb Town, performed by Lindsay Buckingham. She should, she should be in a band called Lindsay Buckingham and the Palaces. Performed by Fess Parker. Fess Parker, who played Davy Crockett in the Disney uh, television show in the late 50s, early 60s. Night Train, performed by Martin Berry. Otis Day and the Knights, I'm telling you. See? Earth Angel, performed by Martin Berry and the Starlighters. (laughs) Johnny B. Good, performed by Marty McFly. Oh, and the soundtrack is available on records and And cassettes. cassettes. Here we are talking about (laughs) movies that go into the future. We're still dealing with cassettes. Honeymooners, of course. They use a clip. You gotta give credit to everything. I love this color by Technicolor. Like I still use today. <laughs> but like, like who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like people go, well, I'm not gonna watch it. The it's characters and events depicted in this photo play are fictitious. Any similarity to actual person, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Really? Because they talk about Ronald Reagan. It was just a coincidence. Okay. And there's the Amblin Entertainment logo, which is E.T. against the moon. I stole that from E.T. And again, and that wraps up our tribute to the 25th anniversary of Back to the Future. Let's uh, let's recap, if we can. Uh, Marty McFly. Uh, it's there's uh, there's I'm telling you there's weird undertones to this movie. Marty McFly is a 17-year-old high school student whose best friend is an old man. <laughs> Today, Doc well, Brown would be in prison. And if you look at the uh, at Doc Brown's facial expression when he hugs him when he's about to go back to 85, 
Oh, it's it's very <laughs> much as if he's like that's a child molester. We can keep secrets, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Back to the Future. Honestly, we've been making a lot of fun of this movie, but to me, pound for pound, one of the uh, one of the best movies. Um, now, now, in your opinion, Donovan, of the three movies, which which do you consider to be the best of the three? Um, that's a, that's a tough one. The third one is the one that I usually skip. Uh, the third one is the one that's okay to skip. Yeah. The, the third one, they're, they're all very... The, the, the movies, the first and second, very tightly written. Yeah. Uh, the time travel sequences, you know, the, the I, paradoxes, uh, you know, very well done. The third one, eh, not so much. Yeah. I, I would have to say this one's probably my favorite. Um, I like the second one a lot. But like the the future scenes are my favorite part. Like if I'll catch the beginning of the second one, that's that's my favorite of the whole series. Well, just like just like in Star Wars, I feel this. And of course, when I say Star Wars, I'm referring to the, the original, real Star Wars yeah. movies, the three. Uh, to me, the second one, uh, Empire Strikes Back, is the better of the three. Just like I feel the uh, Back to the Future Two is the better of the three. Because if you look at it as one story. It's that meaty part yeah. in the middle. You know, the yeah, first part's establishing the characters. The the second one, that's the meat of the story. And then the third one, um, and maybe we will watch the third one someday. Now, that one will be the one that will definitely rip apart. Yeah. <laughs> because that one is where it just seemed like they kind of ran out of ideas. And and Doc built, you know, if Doc could build the time machine out of a train. Yeah, um, why didn't they do that in the first place? Why didn't place? they do that in the first place? And and really, you got to bring a flying train into Hill Valley in the middle of the day. Yeah. And no one's going to notice. And again, I blame <laughs> I blame Goldie Wilson. Goldie, Goldie Wilson, Wilson stinks. He is the worst politician in the history of politicians. Goldie Wilson is the demise. If, if Goldie Wilson is a real person, he needs to be impeached. And maybe indicted. So you blame I Goldie Wilson for flying there's trains? There's some pay-for-play going on. I guarantee there's some money laundering going on. I guarantee there's some, uh, 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 you know, he, he got some kickbacks. There's something going on with Goldie Wilson. He's, he stinks. Goldie Wilson's the worst mayor ever. I hate his guts. And I hope he only was a one-termer. <laughs> but, of course, we don't know because they never mentioned Goldie, yeah, uh, Goldie again. again. Now, what of, of the of the movie we just saw? Favorite scenes? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, to me, I the, mean, I, I quoted a lot, so. Oh, but yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm constantly. Wait a minute, Doc! You mean you made a time machine out of a Delo- You got to give Michael J. Fox credit. Yeah. He looks like a little kid. He ends up and being the romantic like lead, you know, in this movie. He's the tough guy. He's the hero. He's the romantic lead. He has a funny voice. He screams, ah! And boy, he, but yet, I can't imagine any other character. I can't imagine any other actor portraying that character. I have seen some of the, de- the deleted scenes with Eric Stoltz. And first off, Eric Stoltz, he just he doesn't look um he he's very serious he's, he's like yeah he just doesn't you know um this was this was still listed as a comedy yeah and comedically 
what do you think were what was your favorite scene? What like what do you think was the, one of the funniest scenes? Um one of my quotes that I use a lot is the life preserver thing. The <laughs> yeah. the way he orders I want a I want a tab or Pepsi free. Look, if you want a if you want a Pepsi, you're going to pay for it, pal. Yeah. <laughs> I love, uh, I love, um, a lot of George McFly stuff is, hey, you, take your damn hands. Do you think I really should swear? Yeah. Do you say curse? Hey, curse. <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think the, uh, now see, I, I have a, I have a bit of a different perspective on this movie than you did. I saw this movie first release in the theater. I did not. I saw the I saw the trailers for this movie, the the previews that made me want to see this movie. I love time travel movies. I I don't I don't really think I've seen a time travel movie that I didn't like as long as they as it it dealt with the paradoxes and you yeah. know uh, you know um, there was a movie uh, that came out in the eighties called Time Rider with uh, oh, I forget his name now Michael J Fox no Fred. Um, <laughs> Oh uh, gosh, actor. He's an actor. <laughs> and at the beginning of the movie he's wearing this like talisman around his neck and someone asks him where he got it and he said this used to belong to my grandmother. She stole it from her lover. And then he ends up accidentally going back in time into the old west and he falls in love with this woman. And the University of New Mexico who's conducting the time experiments sends a helicopter back in time to rescue him. And as he gets on helicopter. the helicopter, she reaches out and grabs the talisman and steals it from him, showing that he is his own grandfather. Oh God! And again, I just I love those kind of things. So, so I always have loved time travel movies. I, uh, so when I saw this in the theater, the the scene where uh, uh, Doc Brown freaks out about the uh, about the one point twenty one gigawatts, and then Marty runs after him, and he yeah. actually looks at the camera. What the hell is a gigawatt? Cracked me up. But one of my favoriteest, favoriteest scenes, and it's such a small little thing, and we mentioned it um, in one of our episodes, is when the, the Lorraine's dad pops up from behind the television with the screwdriver in his hand and says, what were you doing in the street, a kid your age? That just has <laughs> always cracked me up. A kid your age. <laughs> you have to be above 21. Well, back to the future. Where does it rank in your personal... Uh, favorites it's in the list. top five top five this this movie's on cable a lot so i usually will watch it every weekend <laughs> now i i do have a little bit of a problem when it comes on cable and i did the very first well, time it came it. on cable after 9 11 i was furious oh, i was they, furious you're right they 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 changed the libyans to terrorists the, the, yeah they took out the word terrorist. Yeah. And even in the scene where he's writing the letter and the camera actually shows Marty's letter, there was a they they took the word terrorist out, so there was just a space. Yep. On the night I go back, you were shot by Libyan. Please take any it, it, I I was furious. I don't like in movies where they push their political agenda or they feel they need to protect us so much that we're so fragile we can't even hear the word terrorist yeah so i i don't i don't necessarily like watching it um on cable uh if it's that edit but which um, it is but you know it's always nice to see it's nice to see the word terrorist in there <laughs> the way it was supposed to be 
I definitely put this in my top five. Maybe not my top five, only because I have so many movies that are my that are my favorites. It's definitely in my top ten. Back to the yeah. Future, definitely in my in my f- top favorite of movies. Um, the DeLorean, just super cool. Um, the uh, the the sound of the DeLorean motor, super cool. Um, Marty, super cool. I mean, he was just cool. And uh, and again, of the th- of the three, my favorite is the um, uh, the second one. Now, after this, I believe Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis. I believe Robert Zemeckis's next movie was. Do you have any idea? Uh, airplane. No, I don't. <laughs> Gremlins. Was it Gremlins? I think Gremlins was his next movie. Because I remember. I I think I and if I if I'm remembering this correctly now it was it was 25 years ago, Robert Zemeckis, I had never really noticed it, never seen his name before this movie, yeah, um, and I think that was the, what made me want to go see Gremlins was the fact that it was Robert Zemeckis, and of course this was this was when anything that Steven Spielberg had his name on was gonna be a yeah, winner. Of course, you it's know, still pretty much is the 80s were a yeah. solid time for well from the even in the 70s you know. Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third yeah. Kind, and then of course we get into the Indiana Jones era, and uh, you know, just you couldn't. Of course, Goonies was in there too, which didn't do much for <laughs> didn't do much for Spielberg. But there was a time where Spielberg was a uh, just you know was Goonies not that big on box office? No, I don't that, think that was also before my time. I mean, it's huge now. Yeah, and again. That's another one that it's yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to go back and watch because if you watched movies like No Country for Old Men, yeah, that's Josh Brolin who was in Goonies, and it's just amazing to see that transformation of how he go from that kind of pretty boy to that, you know, just the character he played in No No Country for Old Men was yeah. just you know this ass kicker, just guy, just a welder. I just love that character. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so um, any other any other comments on Back to the Future before we wrap? Our final episode, our first four episodes of Cinema Opinion. Oh, also, we didn't mention that the last couple episodes, uh, Daryl, well, this is actually a three-person show. Daryl wasn't with us. Uh, We actually... Sadly. Sadly. We actually recorded this uh, all in one night, all four episodes. Uh, We sat down with a big bowl of popcorn and enjoyed Back to the Future. And Daryl, me and Mr. Big Shot had a date. So he left <laughs> us, and he wasn't with us the last couple episodes, but he definitely will be back uh, for future episodes. Uh, what, do you, what kind of movies do you think we should we should also investigate um, in the future? We well, we got to finish off the trilogy. You think we got to do the trilogy? We do the, at least, or at least the second one. At okay. least I could see doing the second one. Yeah, we I don't know that I could sit <laughs> through the third one the anymore. Third one. <laughs> the, th- uh, the third one has moments. There are moments. Yes, it does. The the when when he. Comes running up to Doc at at the moment that Doc sends the first Marty back, and he comes running up to him. That is that gave me goosebumps because I thought it was so cool. It really did. Was that the second one? That's the end of the second one. The third one starts with, or I think they back up a little bit for the third one, but it really starts as they're pulling into the driveway. Okay, you're right. Anyway, that scene was good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, in the third one, when they when they're digging the DeLorean out of the out of the cave out of the mine yeah that was cool that was like all the that was like just like a that was such a i could just 
picture that being in a novel. That just seemed like such a such. Even like even though he mentions it, that just seemed like a George uh, a Jules Verne kind of adventure where they were digging out a digging out a, a time machine out of a cave. That oh man, that was just so cool. Um, and then when he goes back wearing the the, the cowboy clothes with the atomic with the, yep. symbols and He's stuff from the fifties, that's so great. And then after that, it kind of slows yeah. down for me. But um, I do like I do like Mad Dog Tannen. I do like I like his fight scene with him at the end. Uh, Marty was much more uh, of an ass kicker in the third one than he was in the first and second one. Yeah, which you think about it th- f- from the nineteen eighty five perspective, this thing all of this took place in basically one night. Yeah, it, yeah, because it went from. One o'clock in the morning, and then he had a little bit of time in the morning. Right. They go back to right. They go to the future. They come back, and then he goes back to back in time. Back in time, and then uh, uh, ultimately the last of the third, picking up Jennifer off her front porch yeah. in the middle of, in the mid morning. Yeah. So the whole trilogy takes place from the eighty-five perspective. You were just standing there on a front hours. porch, exactly, <laughs> just watching Marty taking off, coming back, taking off, coming back. But for Marty, it must have been a couple weeks at yeah. least to run the whole trilogy. I'd like us. I'd like to see us do maybe some Star Wars, maybe oh, some course. Star Trek, uh, maybe some um, older stuff. Um, there's a lot of movies, and I think the majority of the movies we'll do would be a movies that we do have affection for, either because they're just so good or because they're so bad. <laughs> I wouldn't mind yeah. doing some movies that are really bad that I enjoy watching because they're so bad. Either the dialogue is so bad, or or or. Or things, and even this movie, we made a lot of fun of Back to the Future, but it's because we love it so much. Yeah, we made fun of it lovingly. This is a great movie, and uh, if you, if you haven't seen it, which it still blows my mind when I ask people if they haven't seen Back to the Future, and they they tell me they haven't seen Back to the Future. You know, I was I was a touring comedian for many years, and there was an opening act that was working with me and two other and another guy in a comedy club, and the feature act went up and referred back to him and said, "Give it up for Marty McFly," and the the opening act looked at me and said, who's Marty McFly? And I wanted to <laughs> punch him in the face. There are people out there that have not seen Back to the Future. And if you're one of them, stop whatever you're doing and see Back to the, the Back to the Future trilogy. Even the third one. Yes, even the third one. You have to have seen it at least once. Well, this has been Cinema Opinion DSD. I'm Scotty. I'm Donovan. And we'll see you at the DVD player. <laughs>